this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast last week broadcom announced its decision to acquire vmware for a humongous 61 billion dollars vmware is known in technology circles for its specialization in virtualizing hardware assets it offers app modernization and services across cloud networking and security technologies broadcom designs develops and manufactures a range of semiconductor and infrastructure software products what did broadcom see in this target firm is there complementarity how can vmware help broadcom scale its offerings and or raise revenue potential to help us answer these questions we have with us today navin mishra senior director analyst at gartner welcome navin and thank you for being with us today hey bharat uh, thanks for having me here look forward for an interesting conversation on this topic excellent so it's interesting the the size of the deal seems humongous to us you know just watchers from the sidelines while broadcom has shown to be able to deliverage quickly after each of its earlier acquisitions is there scope for enlargement of business here with vmware is there something that broadcom sees in vmware but which is not visible to the average eye maybe a larger technology play well bharat uh, i won't comment on the deal size that's not my core area but when we look at the market opportunity 500000 customers yes that's the number of the vmware customers vmware is betting big on five areas that is virtual and cloud software such as vsphere vsan the second one is modern applications tanzu being a good example networking is the third one with nsx the fourth one is the digital workplace uh, and fifth is the security so 500000 customers these five big areas of growth and then the third aspect that vmware has been heavily focused on shifting towards a subscription based licensing and these are the three potential pillars in our opinion why broadcom decided to invest into vmware as a company now broadcom has a tradition of heavily focusing on its core customers um, there are about 1500 plus so from that 1500 there is a big market opportunity expansion more customers more products and hopefully better execution if all these three things play out together there is going to be success for all stakeholders now with that there is a big question will broadcom pursue their top customer strategy and ignore the mid market that vmware has been invested in we don't know so that is something to watch out for over the next 6 to 12 months excellent broadcom uh, was once known as a hardware company being in the semiconductor design development and manufacturing space and slowly it's sort of come into the software space as well its acquisitions of uh, computer associates and symantec are cases in point uh, so when you look at complementarity 
or you know you talked about an alignment there um, when you look at complementarity would vmware's offerings actually help push broadcom's existing software offerings as well or vice versa where do you see this interplay exactly very good question there and we anticipate broadcom actually to focus on private cloud technologies especially nsx vsan and vsphere and we also expect broadcom to actually uh, make some increased spend in their overall research and development budget so this will actually help acceleration in market success of some of these private technologies that i mentioned but there is also a product overlap that may need rationalization for example both vmware and broadcom have endpoint protection platforms visibility and automation offerings so two parts to the puzzle one there are areas where acceleration will happen and parallelly there are areas of product rationalization so you know one piece of analysis that i saw um, actually talked about um, you know the press release itself did not dwell too much on complementarity so is there you talked about rationalization opportunities and you talked about actual increase in you know r&d spend for broadcom so if i put both of these together um, and look at the history of its acquisitions you know very very quickly i know you don't comment on financials but just for our uh, listeners sakes uh, broadcom was able to quickly deleverage you know immediately after acquisitions of uh, computer associates and symantec likewise in this particular case they've said that uh, they aim to almost double the profits of uh, vmware in the next few years so if you leave the numbers aside the sense that we got was actually an opportunity to actually cut costs strengthen operations and look at an expanded customer base but you you know referred to increased r&d spend where did you get this sense from now number 1 i totally agree with your analysis where it appears that broadcom is going to focus on efficiency sales and marketing leverage for both companies and also going to remove redundancies wherever they are so i, I agree with you bharat now coming back to the rnd spend vmware actually spends more on rnd for example in financial year 21 vmware spent 22% whereas broadcom spent 14% on software so with this dichotomy we expect broadcom to aggressively accelerate the overall r&d spend uh, in the software business um do you also see uh you know a possible danger of broadcom squandering away acquisition value because vmware has been increasingly been challenged by open source options like kubernetes you know why should potential customers look at vmware post merger is a question that arises just from a technology perspective uh, do you have any thoughts on that great question bharat and vmware has a huge installed base now 
A lot of those existing customers where VMware has deep penetrations, they may expect business as usual in the first 30 to 60 days of this particular announcement. However, I would like to talk more about steps that the existing customers should undertake as they plan to sign long-term contracts or renewals with VMware. The first step is they should create a baseline that is the existing inventory of all VMware products that they have. They should get the roadmap commitments from 6 to 24 months in written and more specifically for vSphere, NSX, and vSAN. Third aspect is the price negotiation. They should negotiate exit clauses in new multi-year contracts. We have seen in previous acquisitions that Broadcom have increased the software license prices. The fourth aspect is the contingency planning where they should identify exit ramps and how to move away if the need be. So all VMware customers should focus on these four steps, create a baseline, get the roadmap commitments, have a negotiation and exit clause, and a contingency planning for their software migration if the need be. So if we take a step back and probably take a 30,000 foot view of the whole sector, it's interesting over the last um, you know couple of decades, a lot of lines have been blurring. You know, if you look at a three-decade time frame, Amazon has moved from a bookseller to this humongous entity it is now, right? And IBM was known as a hardware, uh, you know, the king of hardware. And then, you know, obviously its services, uh, we know the story of IBM's uh, you know, services expansion. So with Broadcom, uh, the acquisition of VMware uh, and all the capabilities that it will acquire with this acquisition, does it pitch the merged entity against any of the entrenched players? either the cloud players like uh, AWS of, uh, from Amazon or Google Cloud or any of the service offerings of IBM, if you can get into some of the brass tacks. The trend that you mentioned, hardware companies moving towards software and services, that has been playing out for the last three to five years and we expect that to continue in near future. Now, specifically, with respect to the new entity, there are going to be strong positives as well. And that is something CIOs should keep an eye on. Number one, this improves the co-engineering with Broadcom existing portfolio. And that should lead to some product integration enhancements. Uh, VMware Project Monterey is a classic example in that. So that's one. Now, secondly, uh, this new entity will offer 
breadth of technological resources which can effectively compete with some of the hyperscalers and other companies that you mentioned. So yes, this brings up positivity to the joint entity plus the CIOs who are actively partnering with VMware. So you talked about uh, opportunities for rationalization and what customers should uh, demand from the merged entity, the existing customers. But, you know, considering the wide variation in customer headcount between these two entities, VMware obviously having the much larger base and the history of Broadcom's acquisitions in software, is there a danger of, um, you know, customers actually being uh, left out uh, saying, you know, we will rationalize on this customer account because we will go after high value customers for, you know, certain segments. And if so, what segments would this be? And what are the op- alternatives that customers would have, including in India, to say, okay, uh, if VMware, the merged entity does not suit us anymore, where should we go to? Um, great question, Bharat. I would like to mention two, three things here. Number one, if we purely go by the previous track record of Broadcom acquiring uh, software companies such as uh, CA and Technologies and Symantec, actually numerous customers complained to Gartner about dramatic cost increases during renewals with limited flexibility for negotiations. So, CIOs need to practice caution when they go for their renewal contracts with VMware. We don't know if the same practice will be applied by Broadcom in this situation, but that is a possibility. Number two, going back to my earlier question, will Broadcom focus only on their top 1500 customer and the top customer strategy. And that raises a serious question on the mid-market. So mid-market is the one which actually VMware has actively developed while partnering with various resellers and other channel partners. Now, that part of the business needs some more clarity from the new entity. And I suspect as the deal moves over the next three months, we should have more information on this aspect. So pricing, mid-market, these are the two areas where we don't have a lot of clarity. Now with this, then the question comes, what should CIOs do, especially if there is a mid-market CIO, they should closely watch the progress here. And if they have renewals coming in or new VMware investments, they should get things in written on paper, especially for renewals. For new project investments, they have the option of 
putting things on hold for the next three to six months, wait how things unfold before they actually go deeper into consuming VMware services. That's interesting. Um, if we look back, uh, and this is a corollary question to the same point, uh, if we look back at our you know, former past experiences of similar acquisitions, I don't know, one that comes to mind, for example, is IBM having bought Red Hat and so on and so forth. If there are similar experiences that uh, resellers can take away and then say, okay, if this is what happens in this uh, situation. I know, you know, we don't know yet how Broadcom will, uh, you know, uh, decide on pricing and, you know, what it offers to resellers. But any anything from the past that can serve as a, 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 a jump off board for resellers and customers, CIOs? I mean, specifically for resellers who have built their business model, especially around VMware, what they actually need to see is areas of investment where uh, the new entity is going to invest more. And that's going to be NSX, vSAN, and vSphere. So these are potential areas of investment and if resellers want to continue on this journey of being focused on these specific technologies, then they definitely have the choice of continued partnership with VMware or, as we have seen in the past, evaluating other partners as well to the mix, other enterprise software companies if their customers are demanding that over the next six months time frame so there is a there is a lack of information at this stage where i can give very concrete advice to the partners but yes watch out see how the space unfolds there are going to be growth in nsx vsan vsphere let's see if the pricing and the licensing issue becomes a concern for the customers. Okay, it's curious, um, and I don't know if my, I missed this, but has Broadcom actually said, you know, indicated some areas, the three that you mentioned, for instance, uh, that it would invest in? Because uh, if that isn't the case, and I'm just making an off-the-cuff comment because we are crystal grazing here, uh, considering the value of, uh, you know, enterprise value for uh, VMware, and Broadcom's focus on saying we will double profits and its past history with early acquisitions saying here's how we cut costs, investments don't seem to be you know top of uh, top of the priorities. So I was just curious whether it's made any commitment to specific areas that it would invest in. Broadcom has made specific comments about rationalizing, reducing efficiencies and improving the shareholder value. Now, with that in mind, it is Gartner's anticipation that Broadcom is actually going to adjust their R&D to focus on private cloud technologies. And that ties very well with 
their overall focus on the top enterprise customers that they have been driving over the last few years. Excellent. I think you perfectly closed the loop. That's what we started off with in our first question and you talked about the focus or the lure of private cloud technologies. Thank you so much, Naveen. Really appreciate uh, you having been here with us today. The, the conversation was certainly insightful. Thank you. Thank you. I totally enjoyed this conversation as well, Dhura. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.